episode 176, Hold My Hand. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about building romance around non-sexual touch. We're so happy to have you guys here today and just want to thank each and every one of you who continue to leave iTunes reviews and ratings. It is just awesome. If you haven't done so, jump on over to iTunes, do that. Um, It's not just for us. It speaks to the whole world out there who's looking to find help. They're looking for ideas. They're looking for ways that they can make their marriage extraordinary. If you want to get in touch with us or like to comment on a an episode past or possibly even an episode you'd like to hear about, call 858-876-5663. Or if you have a challenge that you'd like to discuss with Elisa, set up a coaching call at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 20 minutes. And folks, you know, we've said, gosh, I'd have to look up what episode it was. We actually did a, an episode on coaching real quick. Mm-hmm. There is no shame in reaching out and saying, we got an issue going on right now. Mm-hmm. You do it when you go see your physical trainer at the gym, when you walk into the gym and you're like, you know, I'd like to, you know, tone up my arms or tone up my tummy. Uh, I need some help because I don't know how to do that. You do it when you go see a doctor. You do it when you go see a doctor. You say, you know what? This isn't working. I've got an ache. I've got a pain. Help me with this. Yeah. I have, I have a physical ailment. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your marriages. If you've got an issue going on and you know that big or small, you need some help, reach out mm-hmm. and sign up for that initial coaching call. I've, I've been talking to a number of you over the last couple of weeks and it, you know, it's a great conversation. People are coming away from it with insights and, you know, looking at how marriage coaching will work for the two of them right? and, and coming on board with that to make a difference in their marriage and their relationships. And another thing is too, if you know somebody who's hurting, you know, it could be sexually, you know, sexual intimacy isn't happening. Emotional intimacy isn't happening. Whatever it may be, pass on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've had numerous couples listen to the podcast by themselves. You know, maybe then their spouse catches on and they listen together or they find it together and they start listening together and they have transformation just like this listener. Thank you guys for this episode. And this episode was sex hurts. I've listened to it twice now and can't say as I had a dry eye either time for even a second. Oh, let's say, let's just say it. I was crying like a baby. Normally I listen to your podcast while driving my, my, on my way to work. Couldn't do that with this one. There were a couple things we hadn't thought of here and we'll try implementing them. So that's the power of sharing a podcast with somebody. Mm-hmm. And we know you guys are doing it because we see the Facebook fans growing from around the world. We see the podcast, iTunes reviews. We see the comments that you guys are putting all over. And, you know, you guys are making other marriages stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so so special for us to be sitting here on the other side. And and so today's episode, talking about non-sexual touch, Um I'm actually going to take you back in time <laughs> before Tony and I started the intimacy mm-hmm. lifestyle, before we did the 60 days of sex and bring you into my kitchen um, mm-hmm. 
Tony and I, sex for us was very sporadic. And usually, you know, I would just finally give up and give in, um, which is a horrible thing to say, but the complete and honest truth. Because what would happen was since we weren't practicing, we weren't being sexually intimate and we weren't working on non-sexual touch, Tony would get to a point where he'd be so frustrated. He's like pawing me. You know, like I'd come out, I, you know, I'd walk in the kitchen and his hands were all over me and I'd walk, you know, into the living room and it's, you know, he's like wanting to sit next to me and touch me. And, and, and I remember so many times just saying, stop touching me. Mm-hmm. And the reality would be like in the back of my head, I'd be going, okay, well, we obviously haven't had sex in a while. So, you know, tonight's the night that I'm going to give it up. That, that was my whole mentality before the 60 days of sex. And before we decided that we were going to make the intimacy lifestyle our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you horrible times because I am the low desire spouse. Tony, you know, by default, that makes him the high desire spouse. And so, <laughs> and, and real quick here, honey, yeah. it, it, we did a show called high desire, low desire. What are you? And that's episode one eleven. So if you're wondering, Hey, where am I? That is a fantastic show to listen to to get a better understanding of that high desire, low desire spouse. And what had happened was we had actually, um, I found this term when I was doing the research for the show, we were actually suffering from touch deprivation. Mm. And I didn't, you know, of course, hindsight is beautifully 2020, but I didn't realize that by not engaging in touch, we were suffering from this, the sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so it would get to the point where then it all became about the sexual touch. Like for Tony, it got to the point where it was just like, okay, I just need to physically have sex with you and connect that way because I'm not getting anything else. Yep. It you, was. You know, like peck on the cheek, that type of thing. And some of you, I know whenever we talk about a peck on the cheek, you're like, seriously, we have these like 10 minute kisses. Uh, kudos to you. We weren't there. We weren't there. And so this episode, this topic really hits home for me. Because we, we had a lot of non-sexual touch in the early beginnings of our marriage or our relationship where, you know, you're like, oh, you just want to hold hands. You know, the first time the hand reaches across or the arm mm-hmm. comes around your shoulder and then you know, like anything, you kind of just take it for granted and you stop doing it. Yep. A- and you don't even realize the erosion that's happening to this act. So I really, because I want you to listen to ways that you can bring the romance back by engaging in non-sexual touches. I think it's really, for some of you, it's going to make a huge difference in your marriage this week. Some of you have already like, you're like, yeah, well, you know what? We could have written the book on this. Perfect. Keep doing what you're doing if it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's, let's dig into this because I don't want anyone else to be going through what I went through, you know? And so, you get, you get into those cycles, those crazy cycles of have sex, rejection, you know, whatever, what I just described. But some of you are sitting there going, what is non-sexual touch? And here's where you got to check your motives. And, and I heard a great speaker on this the other day um, talking about, you know, she was talking about this, how to give a presentation. And she was saying people can smell the rat. Like they can sense your ulterior motives. And so her whole little segment on that was called kill the rat. And I'm talking about killing your ulterior motives. 
some of you are going to have to put your I only want sex motives in check and say, I need to work on creating a warm feeling. The non-sexual touch, that's the, that's the touch without the ulterior motives. It's just for the sake of being close to your husband or wife. And you know, last night you bring this up and we were falling asleep. We had a, a long evening and I remember, I remember just lying in bed, we were reading and just for me, just moving my foot over, you know, and it was just enough that, you know, I'm touching your foot. I mean, I'm, I'm half asleep at this point in time though, but it's just that little bit of touch and it's been warm out here. So, you know, when it gets warmer, you know, that cuddle up, it's a little tougher because you are, you're just hot and, um, not to say we don't have AC, but at night, sometimes we'd like to just turn that off and open up the windows. Mm-hmm. So, but it was, it's, it's just that little bit of touch before I fell asleep. And that's, that's one of the ways that Tony does it. I mean, Tony, like it's almost like a little blankie at night. There's gotta be some kind of contact mm-hmm. before he falls asleep. And typically it's the leg or the foot coming up behind me. Um, cause I, I'm cuddled on my side cause I'm a side sleeper. Some of you know what side sleep. I just, I like to fall asleep on my side. So the only way he's going to get really close is if the leg comes across. Um, but when you, when you check those ulterior motives, when you say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be close. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how, when you, when you pull this, like we're, I'm trying to get close to have sex out of it, how things start to change. And the reason they start to change is because once it's clear that sex is, not necessarily on the table, you can just enjoy being in the present moment. You're not working towards getting him or her into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. You're working towards right here, right now. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Another one I really love doing is when we're going out somewhere and Lisa's wearing a skirt and maybe we're, we're driving to that destination. And I love just having my hand on her knee. I'll be driving and my right hand will just be right there on her knee on her leg as we're driving. Um, that to me is a really just a connecting time. And because we're driving down the road at 40 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, whatever it may be, there's, there honestly is no sexual connotation into that. It's just a form and a way for me to be close to her and get that physical touch. And you know, Ladies, that goes both ways. If he's driving, you can easily reach over and put your hand on his leg. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, when we're out or even when we're here, I like holding Tony's arms. I think we didn't, for some reason, I feel like we did an episode on the touch in the arms or we've talked, there's something about the arms. We've talked about them. Yeah. Um, You know, there's just, there's a connection there, you know, where it's just the touch on his body. I'm not trying to. And I don't have bolting biceps either. No, as he flexes, you guys can't see this, but as, as soon as he said that, he just flexed his arms. Like, you know, let me, let me double check that. I, for I'm, you. I'm a cyclist. So I have, I have rather larger legs, sort of smaller upper body. I like his arms. I know. Whatever, and whatever he's you. got. I like it. Um, I will agree that his legs are by far his best, um, physical attribute. And he gets lots of comments from our friends on his legs, but that is a podcast for another day. Uh, but touching his arms, having that, or if we're walking somewhere, like if we're out, I will often hold onto his arm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like we're going to drop down and have sex in the middle of the boardwalk. 
It's just, I want to be close to him. And that, that physical closeness starts bringing those romantic feelings around. And we have to do this folks, especially when we're out with our kids. This, this doesn't have to be something that happens only when the two of you are together on a date because physical, the non-physical touch is important all the time. And those of us with kids need to realize this happens even around them too often though, too often though, we don't do it. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta tend to him. I need to tend to her even with the older kids. And, and I understand, I mean, we got our kids and they're growing. I get it. We got to watch them. But at the same time, we need to show them what the non-sexual touching is. Well, and we have to make it acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a, a, a son who is almost as tall as his mother. Mm-hmm. And this is the kid who, when he needs a hug, is not afraid to say those words. Um, sometimes repeatedly, kind of like he did when he was two. But he'll be like, Mom, I need a hug. And so he just comes over and he gets a hug and, you know, we hug as long, you know, as long as I have the time to, or until he decides that he's done, you know, and it could be five minutes later. He's like, mom, I need a hug. You know, he's, he's growing up and it's okay to know for him to even be able to verbalize that Mm -hmm. because sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to use our words, folks. Sometimes it's perfect to perfectly acceptable. It's always perfectly acceptable to say, I just want to hold your hand. I want to sit next to you on the couch and put my arm around you. I want to look into your eyes. Okay. This one isn't even actually touch, but I put it in here because of the connection that happens when you really, truly look into someone else's eyes. It's a good point. A lot of times we'll avert our looks. We will, we will look away. Our spouse will look in our eyes and we'll, we'll, you know, look down. We'll look away from it. I mean, we're so blessed that when we're sitting behind the microphones with you guys, I mean, this is eye contact central. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I've got headphones on, so I can't hear what he's saying. We sit opposite of each other behind laptops, so we're not actually touching each other. And we have a microphone in front of our face. So there's no way to kiss him. There, you know, none of this stuff. I mean, I can't even stretch my arms out across our table and like be able to hold hands with him. The, the table's too big the way we're sitting. But the eye contact that happens lets me know throughout the podcast that we've got a connection going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is how we communicate non-verbally while doing the podcast. And it's great because, you know, like an eyebrow raised, a little nod, a little, you know, smirk. I know that we're on the same path. Right. And, you know, I will tell you guys, and, and we've shared this before, oftentimes after a podcast, if the children are not home, we end up in the bedroom. We do. And it's because we've just had this great conversation and we've had all this eye contact. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's been no touch for half an hour or an hour, however long, you know, how many shows we're doing, whatnot. So you know, that's how that romance builds. Because when you're making those little eye contacts, when you're, like I said, I mean, if we were closer, we'd probably play footsie under the table. Um, yeah, footsie. Guys, you're out at a restaurant. Play footsie with one another. Take off those shoes. Take off the shoes. Have fun. And what I think we forget sometimes is that there are thousands and thousands of nerves in our skin. Mm. Our skin is our largest organ. Largest. Little technical slide for you guys here. And touching 
is critical. You know, but we don't, and I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say we, I don't always want every touch that I receive to mean that it's time to go to the bedroom. And that's the big thing. That is the big thing. And it may mean that you guys need to have a, a state of our marriage conversation about this. Maybe you've never really even talked about that non-sexual touch and what it means and how you feel and, you know, how to, how to sort of work your way through this. So it may be time to set up a state of our marriage conversation built all around non-sexual touch. And what does that mean? Take time together to discuss it. See, it takes the two of you working together to understand what is acceptable and what isn't. And that's because not everybody likes every touch. Right. I mean, let, let's be honest. There are times when, like, for whatever reason, my knees and my elbows are really sensitive. I don't like to be touched, like, right behind my knee or right in the crook of my elbow. And Alex, our son, likes to just kind of, like, rub my arm but do it in the crook of my elbow. And it just drives me insane. And so I've had to tell him, I'm like, Alex, you can't, you can't touch me there. It's not comfortable. Yeah, and Elisa's jumped at me a number of times when I've done that as well. And again, when it first happened, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how does that bug you? And I was very insensitive to it. I really was. And it was after those conversations where she just explained it. It's just like the sensation there, it just drives me nuts. And I had two options there. Either A, I kept doing it just to annoy her, or two, I would listen. And I think for some time, I would do it just to annoy her. You know, really. Which is obviously where my son got it from. Right. I mean, honestly, that's what I was doing. I was being a very selfish, self-centered individual and in my marriage. You know, I was doing it purposefully to annoy her. And then I would go, oh, well, gosh, she doesn't want to make love with me or she doesn't want to have sex or, you know, and then I put the blame on her. So... If you're doing something that is honestly annoying your spouse, you may want to look at yourself and go, well, why am I doing that? You know, what's the reason for it? Because I was doing that and it was because I was being a selfish lover and just wanted to annoy her, which is not a good place to be if you want to end up eventually having sex with your spouse and especially good sex where the both of you are, you know, there together having a really good time together. Yeah. Cause upset doesn't lend itself to that, no. you know, and that's, that's the importance of the non-sexual touch guys. You know, we, I said we have all these nerve endings and you know, what happens when they're, when they're triggered and we start creating the sense of belonging, of bonding, of commitment to one another, because it says, you know what? I can touch you. I can be with you. And it doesn't have to end up in the bedroom. Like we can have a beautiful moment, moments, evening, afternoon, stroll along the park, just knowing that I am yours and you're mine. And, you know, Tony talked about how important it was to do this in front of the kids. It's also important to do this when you're out, when you're, you know, strolling the bookstore, when you're walking through Costco, when you're taking a walk at the park. Why? Because it doesn't just say to your children, if you have children that mom and dad, you know, are together and that type of thing. It says it to the rest of the world. 
that this is the one that I have chosen. This is my beloved. This is the person that I want to hold hands with, Mm -hmm. you know? And then what else is happening there is that when you're out, it's also saying that to your spouse. I love you so much. I want to hold your hand and let everybody know. I want to put my arm around your shoulder when we're sitting in the movie theater. If that's comfortable for you, I am not an arm around the shoulder person. Um, I know you guys are thinking, well, what does Tony have left? Trust me, Tony has enough non-physical or non-sexual touch. Uh, You know, but I want to... I like to grab her bottom. Yeah, he's a bottom person. I am. Um, You know, I get pats on the bottom all the time from everybody in my family now because that's a non-sexual touch that everybody does on mom um, or on Elisa. But, you know, figure out what works. And having the state of the marriage conversation, guys, wrapped around this... It's going to foster those feelings of commitment and of love and of warmth because you're actually talking about what's working in regards to touch, what you would like to try in regards to touch and what may not be working, like the whole elbow knee thing for me. I know you guys are laughing at that. Some of you are thinking, okay, she's just weird. I am. I have my little quirks. Mm -hmm. So do you. So I'm just putting mine out on the air, you know, but doing this, How's that going to change your marriage? Because some of you have stopped touching. Mm-hmm. And real quick, I want to address some of you have been listening to this podcast and you're thinking, okay, but we're not a touchy feely group. We're not a touchy feely couple. And, you know, Tony and I both come from touchy feely families. Um, Tony comes from, you know, a lot. I don't know if mine would be touchy feely, but, you know, in the Italian culture growing up, it wasn't uncommon to walk into a room of like a hundred people. My dad would look at me and go, make sure you kiss everybody. Cause they're all related somehow, you know, but, but your family's close and, and you yeah. know, when you guys are sitting on the couch and people are like sitting next to each other and you know, that yeah. type of thing. Like, I mean, I give my dad a, a hug and a kiss on the cheek every time I see him. Right. And you know, I come, my dad is Puerto Rican, big Puerto Rican family. You know, we had the same experience when we'd walk into, you know, my aunt's Christmas party where, you know, it's just like, go around and say hello to everyone, hug them. Cause you, you're related somehow. Um, you know, and so we grew up with a lot of touch. Mm-hmm. We did both of us in our families and, and not, I'm not touchy feely is probably not the right word, but touch was a big part of our child rearing. We were close, you know, parents touched, you know, so there was none of that. I know some of you listening to this podcast, you're like, yeah, I, you know, I don't really like touch. This is where the state of the marriage conversation is huge. Is huge. Because if, you've, if you're a, a touchy person married to a non-touchy person, then you've got to figure out what that looks like and what's comfortable for the two of you. If you're two non-touchy people, you may have already figured out what works. And I, this serves for those of you as just a reminder that even if you're not a very touchy person, there are still things that you can do. You know, maybe the eye contact, building more of that into your relationship. So, you know, you're not actually touching, but you're having eye contact. They mm. call it eye contact for a reason because you're contacting the other person. <laughs> you know, it's not skin to skin contact. It's eyeball to eyeball contact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, figure out through that state of our marriage, what works in your relationship. And I'm going to challenge you guys this week to, to work on this. But I want to remind you before we just wrap this up, some of those ways that Tony and I have talked about throughout the podcast on how you can have non-sexual touch. You know, it's 
obviously I made a big point of the eye contact because mm-hmm. um, we're doing a lot of that right now on the air with all of you. It's holding hands. You know, Tony's favorite, the foot in the bed before he falls asleep at night. Cuddling. Cuddling. It does not always lead to sex. But I'm telling you guys, as you start building these into your relationship, into your marriage, you're going to feel different because you're actually stimulating all of those touch receptors. And that, that feeling of bonding, of communication, of being connected, of being valued, of being loved because you are important enough to touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. When you reach out and touch someone, that's, that's actually... It requires that other person to make a decision to touch you. And in doing that, they're like, they're telling you non-verbally, I think you're important enough to touch. You know, so put that arm around the shoulder. Spend time just sitting next to each other on the couch, preferably not with the TV on because we know you guys zone out to the TV. But if you're doing it while you're watching TV, then yes, just cuddle. Mm. Lay on your side, you know, spoon on the couch, watching TV. Um, sometimes what we've done is we've put one leg over, like when we're sitting down on the couch and like one leg flops over the other person's leg. Mm-hmm. You guys are creative. I know you are. You probably have a hundred other ideas that work in your relationship. I would love to see those posted on the Facebook page underneath this episode. You know, share with it because here's the thing. Some of you may have run out of ideas. You may have gotten out of the habit of touching one another and so it's a matter of bringing that back so if if those of you listening this week if you will post up under 176 hold my hand post what you do in your marriage that's non-sexual touch give other people ideas because we've just scratched the surface here oh yeah i mean you can nuzzle your head into his or her neck ladies you you all know that sweet spot on your husband like right in the shoulder and the collarbone, that little soft spot, that's a great spot for nuzzling. You know, things of that nature. Um, We talked about the hand on the knee, holding hands, hugging, any of those. Kissing. Kissing can be non-sexual. That's a good one. You know, and that is good. And we've heard from many of you in the past of how much that for you is just such a fantastic way to start your day. Start your day, end your day. Mm -hmm. So question is, what are you going to do this week? You've just spent half an hour with us listening to all these different forms of non-sexual touch, why it's important. Um, I'm going to challenge you. You know we do this from time to time where we put out a challenge for the week. I'm going to challenge you to make it a point to have non-sexual touches with your spouse this week. I, I want you to to take advantage of the fact that they might be sitting on the couch. They might be walking next to you and you can just reach out and brush their arm. You know, it might be that extra cuddle. It might be that little squeeze as you're walking out the door. Do it Mm -hmm. this week. Start incorporating non-sexual touches into your marriage and then see what happens. Don't just do it once. Nothing will happen if you do it once. It's got to become something that you incorporate back into your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to challenge you guys to doing a state of our marriage conversation. If you haven't been touching and you're wondering what you need to do and you're, you're at a lack of where to start, I'm going to challenge you to do a state of our marriage conversation with your spouse this week. So that way you guys can lay it out 
and tell each other what non-sexual touches you like. Because that's where it starts. You need to know what each other likes and, and what you don't like as well. And as we wrap up today, I want to thank all of you who went out there and bought a One Strong t-shirt. Thank you so much for supporting One Extraordinary Marriage, supporting marriage and what it represents. And I am so thankful for each and every one of you who did that and bought that limited edition t-shirt. We'll be getting those shortly and we'll be able to, to see those and we want to see them on you. So take a picture of yourself and your spouse wearing it and send it to us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. If you have any questions, like to leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. 858-876-5663. It's been another fantastic episode here with you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week and we love you.